0: Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am Joel here with my dad. And I'm Rick. So dad, uh, I want to talk about something I've noticed growing up and uh, even even today is why do pastors' kids turn out to be like twice the sons of hell? (laughs) See, that's a biblical reference there. (laughs) It is. That's what Jesus (laughs) goes after the Pharisees Pharisees for. Uh, I've just noticed it's a tragic, tragic thing that those who have a heritage in the faith Yeah. You would think they got a head start on this walk of faith and they would just be, uh, you know, taking it to the next level. And many did. Many did. There are others. You're looking at one right here. I'm an example. And look at my humility. Um, (laughs) All three of my kids have done well. All three of your kids are serving the Lord, passionately involved in their church. Yeah. Uh, But yet we see the opposite so many times. And what's crazy is it's not just in modern day we see it. No. If you look at the Bible, so many of the priests, their kids turned, they either abused their position. Um, was it, uh, or the sons of Aaron, uh, uh, yeah. Nadab, uh, was it Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron? They got busted for burning strange fire, which who knows what that means. Yeah. Uh, John John MacArthur says they started speaking in tongues, but I'm just kidding. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, well, that's probably what it really uh, was. Yeah, I don't right know. Here. Whatever the strange fire is, uh, well, Sam, was, yeah, Samuel's sons. Samuel's sons, yeah. same thing. Eli's sons. I mean, that's what uh yeah. Samuel told Eli when Samuel got he's like, Hey, your sons are God told me to tell you your sons are a mess. And um so you see, over and over again, it's it's this tragic pattern that those who should yeah. have had the heritage and the faith, they end up running from it. What do you think is at the root of that? I have my theories. What's your take? You've been a little further down the road than me.
1: Well, I think some, I think first of all, I think that's an overplayed stereotype. Um, I, you know, I, I, I saw Barner research one time where basically, you know, they, how many pastors kids go bad and it wasn't that much different than the average kid that grows up in the church. Really? Yeah. So I, so I don't think it's that often. I mean, it does have, I mean, once is too much. Okay. One is too much, but I think if if you wanted to blame it on something, I think like in your case, I mean, in your case, you should have run from the faith. I mean. Because one of the things I'm thinking of is that pastor's kids see the underbelly of Christianity. I mean, they see, they see the leaders of the church behaving like they're not even saved, you know? Right. And they, and they you know, encounter all the crazy wackos that, that, you know, attacking their mom and dad and their parents and doing the crazy stuff. And um, so I think that's a part of it is that they, um, they kind of see the underbelly of the church and many times, well, it kind of depends on how the parents respond to it. I'm more curious into why you didn't, because again, we were in some wacky churches and we had wacky people. Yeah, you know, and you saw crazy. You then later saw crazy leadership
0: as well. It's interesting. Two things. One, because you're right, it can go either way. In fact, Andy Stanley, I heard him say at a at a conference one time, a leadership conference, he said if he's got two uh, people and one has greater like better degrees and like you know m MDiv, Master Divinity, uh-huh. and all this stuff, but one's a pastor's kid. He's like, even if they're less educated or less experienced, he's like, I'll take the pastor's kid hands down because he's like, they get it. If yeah. they've seen it and they're still in it, <laughs> yeah. they get it. They, 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 they're they calloused enough to survive. All <laughs> yeah, right, That's, that's <laughs> what I'm like. Maybe they're just, we're all just cynical enough to survive. <laughs> but I know when people come to me, like, I got hurt by the church. I'm like, yeah, welcome to the club. Yeah. Sit down. Let me tell you some stories. Like, take a number. We'll don't come to me scars. for sympathy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's an interesting thing, That that element of it is that, it can go either way. Like it could actually become your greatest benefit for being in the church and not being in under, under any yeah. delusions. Uh, so I was actually writing about this very thing you asked this morning accidentally. I'm writing right now about how I you would ask these questions in Sunday school and the sweet little grannies that were <laughs> teaching the Sunday yeah. school, they didn't like the questions but to me, I'm like, this answer is not satisfactory. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I remember the first time I read John Piper and he started asking these questions, answering these questions, and I'm like, oh, no, uh, nobody, they didn't, why didn't they tell me this in Sunday school? Like they, yeah. and I just realized there was just some sweet little lady they teaching Sunday know. school. She didn't know. She's yeah. just been doing her best to follow Jesus. But it wasn't because of my, you know, typically you'd be like, well, I didn't get the answers I saw. And then on top of that, watching how Christians lived growing up, you know, I'd, I'd get rebuked as a pastor's kid for running in the church. You're grieving the Holy spirit by the lady who's (laughs) on her fourth husband, living with a guy that's not even her husband. And she's got, you know, seven kids by, I'm like, clearly you're the one to rebuke me about good living. Right Um, now that's super judgmental of me, but whatever. But just stating the facts, you have all that against (laughs) me, uh, running against me. But I think what stood out to me is the fact of how you lived. So I could look at all the other people, you know, uh, Mark Batterson. He says, you know, true, true success is when those who know you best respect you most. And I realized I got really unsatisfactory answers from Sunday school. I got poorly treated at Christian schools. I had, I was constantly (laughs) sometimes. No, Okay, that's true. One particularly. Yeah. Those Lutherans. Anyway. Let, let go of it. Let it go. Let it go. Not not all Lutherans, but it was a Lutheran school. That was, particular
1: one fellow yeah, who happened to be. I was spiritually
0: abused. So uh, all that to say, in spite of all that, when I came home, I saw a solid witness of that in you. You were doing your best to humbly serve the Lord. You, were, you would tell me, I think this is what the Lord is telling us to do. We're going to do it. And I remember moving to Guatemala. That was a big turning point where you said... We're going to try it for two years. If this isn't from the Lord, we can tolerate anything for two years. We'll move back. And just that humility of, I'm doing my best to serve the Lord. I don't necessarily have all the answers. I also knew I could come to you and not get judged when I would do something stupid. Um, I would come to you and I, I felt open to share, oh, I did something stupid. And you'd be like, all right, let's talk about that. That right there was, that is what overcame that influence. Yeah, that's interesting. Overcame all the other let's call it what it was, crap yeah. I saw in the church. Yeah. And that's where I think it's important, which puts a lot of weight on the pastor because really you can't blame the church if you're a pastor and your kid goes south.
1: Yeah. Um Now I will give another side of that too, because I, I do know a guy, he was a pastor's kid. I knew his dad and uh he had run from the Lord and later he was coming back around, like he was in his forties and And I was talking to him and he said, you know, my dad, he always, it is not his fault. He led Mm. an exemplary life. It was Sam Kelly. Yeah. And he led an exemplary life. He was humble. He was a great man. I just wanted to run out on my own. And he said, it was all me. Now he was coming back again, you know, that old train up a child in the way he should go. He when was they're old, coming they will yeah. yeah. That's
0: interesting. So my, my uh, simplistic answer is not going to hold water here.
1: Not all the time. I, and the only reason I'm saying that is because, you know, there may be a pastor out there and man, he's done the best he can too. And he's walked right and he's, done, and his kid still runs off and does something stupid, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think about, um, there's, they're re- real big on TikTok right now is a guy named Abraham Piper. Who is the son of John Piper, a uh, guy who was really instrumental in me? Like I just mentioned a minute ago, he answered yeah. some of the questions I never got s- Sunday school answers, and he's come out as this, you know, ra- ra- rabid anti-Christian. Not just like, not just like ambivalent, but like anti. And that, yeah. that's one of the interesting things is you see that it's the people usually who were usually in the deepest that got, you know. Yeah. And so I was looking up his story, and apparently he had been sub- submitted to church discipline. And, you know, he came back and repented, but then eventually he just went and just said, forget it all. And now he's... This is the Piper guy. Yeah, Yeah, Abraham Piper. And it's just completely opposed to everything he was raised in. And I mean, I got to believe it's some sort of hurt in there. Like it's the church trying to respond. Well, like that whole church discipline thing, that's a tricky thing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it is. Like, because what what you do, I mean, I'll never forget what a guy, I was talking to a guy one time and his wife was not living the way he wanted her to live. And so he decided he was gonna call her before the church. He's like, I'm gonna bring, the pastor says we need to put the word of God before her and, uh, and bring her before him and and, and her aye, submit. Aye, and I was aye, like, aye. yeah, let me know how that works out. Yeah, Titanic getting
1: ready to happen again here.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> what are you thinking? But yet there's this there's this stream out there that says if yeah. we just submit them to the truth and then they don't surrender to it. But you see, Jesus did not roll that way. Yeah, He was very, he was driven by the spirit. And I think that's the tricky part with each kid. You've taught me this. Each kid is so different. You Damn. literally have to listen to the guidance from the Holy Spirit of how to interact with that child. With me, I mean, look, look, like with us, right? With me, everybody thinks I was the wild, crazy, rebellious, like hard-headed one, but I wasn't. That was my sister. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. <laughs> she did have her moments. She, I remember, I'll never forget one time. I'll never forget. And I'm sorry, Karis, I'm sharing your baggage here, but I'll never forget. She's not like this anymore. She's one of the most godly women I know. But she. I remember her saying, I don't need you or your advice. I just need your money. And then she slammed the door and left. And I was like, is a lightning bolt going to hit her on the way out? Oh my gosh. I would never have said anything like that. So she needed a different kind of interaction than i did with you when this it came to discipline that's true and you had to listen to the holy spirit on that
1: yeah well there was actually a point in time when i just went to your mom and i said look i don't understand her in the least i'm not abdicating my responsibility but you tell me what to do here because i don't know what to do with that
0: girl. i have that with elise last night she had this meltdown and i was like about to lose it i was like pull yourself together and Emily's was like did that's yeah. not what she needs right now and i'm like that's what yeah. I think she needs. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so German,
1: she said, I just don't think she understands. How could she not understand? I made it very clear to her. You know? <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Th- that's part of it too, is like, there's not a uh, a uh, pattern or a, a template yeah. for each kid, right? Yeah. And if you're in the middle of it and your kids, I mean- I thought you were going to talk about the time she drew the knife on you. (laughs) Yeah, you weren't even home for
0: that. I was left to defend myself on that.
1: Uh, Yeah, that was pretty good, too. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, if you're in the middle of that right now, uh, hey, there is still hope, and you know, frankly, Graham too ran from the Lord, and you got That's Billy, right, you know.
0: And now look at him; he's a force, man. Yeah,
1: and so I mean, again, if you're in that situation where you've done really what you know to be right, I think the key is this. And going back to that situation you're having, we're going to bring her before judgment here. We'll we'll get this. I mean, for crying out loud, if you're going to win people's hearts, you're not going to do it with the law. You mm. know, I mean that that the law was given to drive us to Jesus. Now we've got Jesus, so it's through love and compassion and through understanding and, um,
0: which is what you saw with Jesus. I mean, that, yeah. that's one of the things that's so baffling to him, to people about him is the woman's caught in adultery and he's like, eh, go and send no more. You're like, yeah, uh, yeah, that was real clear. Then some guy genuinely comes to him and says something like, I want to follow you. And Jesus is vicious with him. <laughs> you know, like, He's like, well, let me first go bury my father. And Jesus is like, no, nah, no, nah, let the dead bury their dead. Anybody that puts their hand in the plow and then looks back isn't worthy to follow me. Or he tells the, the, the scribes and the Pharisees, it seems like they're asking authentic questions. Yeah. And he's this the twice the sons of hell. He says, you guys, you take off and you go evangelize people over there yeah. and you create twice the sons of hell that you are. And you're like, Jesus, you yeah. are
1: intense. Yeah, being very Christian. No,
0: it's the savage <laughs> Jesus that we don't put in Hallmark cards. Yeah, But apparently he... He interpreted something in the interact, like he knew well enough. Well, it says he knew it was in their hearts. There's a one part where he says he didn't entrust himself to them because he knew it was in their hearts. But that's, what's hard is if you don't, if you haven't had that ongoing relationship,
1: how do you know what's in your child's heart? Well, um, I mean, I think what Jesus was doing there, there's that kind of, it's a fray. It's a, what do you say? A a cliche, but it's a lot of truth to it. Comforting the afflicted and afflicting the comfortable. (laughs) That woman there was not coming with anything. She's just all broken. Mm -hmm. you know. And so he didn't need to break her. You know, and so he just, he brings comfort to it. And as far as knowing what's in your kid's heart, you know, again, I, I think it, like I said, there was a time when, particularly like junior high, I think where it was, when I just went to your mom and I said, I do not get her at all. Cause I had treated her like I was trying to treat you guys, you know, the, the two boys, you know, right, and you were
0: hard on me and
1: you guys were, and she was just totally different and didn't get it. You know what I was saying? Um, and so there are going to be times when you really don't know what to do. And I'm going to say in by default take the kind way take the loving way take the because here's the deal okay i'm real big on confronting rebellion
0: mm, yeah okay. that was that was one thing yeah. that well, if we made a mistake that's you would different. be like that's a mistake but if they, if you sensed a hint of if we made a mistake and refused to apologize you were you'd come after that like a yeah yeah a well, hawk.
1: rebellion is this is in witchcraft i'm quoting scripture you know it's 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 bad. Which maybe we need to do a podcast on what the heck does
0: that mean? But anyway, go okay, ahead. Because I've had that. that one used against me one time when somebody said, you're involved in witchcraft. Well, i like, wait a second.
1: We could go there. We'll do it on another one. Okay. Next one maybe. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I wondered about that in a long time too. Finally got some understanding of it. But the point is rebellion is a big deal. And that's something we need to confront in our kids' hearts and not let them get away. with it. Now, you don't have to, if you confront it with anger and hardcore, well, like begets like. And so if you're going to come at it that way, you're going to get resistance. But if you come at it with the fact of, man, rebellion. Okay. So rebellion to deal with mistakes are mistakes. We all make mistakes. Okay. So you make a mistake. You apologize. You get up, you clean up the mess, you move on. But when it's rebellion, that's when you need to deal with it. But you're not going to deal with a kid who's out of control by you getting out of control. Mm. And so child discipline really starts with parental discipline yeah. If you're not disciplining yourself like begets like, if you're just out of control, argh, what do you expect to happen? I mean, it's like a mirror. Your kid's going to mirror it right back to you. And so that's where I think with Jesus, when she was broken, there was no need to confront her with anything. You know, She already came with a broken spirit. Yeah, she was already humiliated, embarrassed and and repentant. Obviously, she wasn't shaking her fist and saying, leave me alone, you know.
0: That's a, you know, that's a, that's a powerful, because you used to always tell me this. You said, Joel, you always go in like a cat. Yeah. You can turn into a lion later if you need to. And a cat, you know, you think it approaches a new situation cautiously. It's like kind of tiptoeing in, looking around, like is something about, is there something I don't know here? Yeah. And yeah. what I tend to do, like last night with Elise, is I know what's going on here. Yeah. And then Emily's like, you just screwed up on that one. you like, yeah. you just, that's not what she needed. That's, so that, I mean, that fits in line with that general kind of philosophy you had where you say, and I, that's why I always felt comfortable going to you and saying, dad, I just did this stupid thing. And you'd be like, well, talk to me about it. And I mean, just the fact that I was willing to share it with you is probably a sign yeah, of, I knew, I knew I had made the mistake. Yeah. But that's powerful. If you go in with default to going in like a cat, kindness, kind of maybe there's something I don't understand about why my child thinks it's okay to do this or. yeah, um, Because that's, I mean, that, how many people i how many pastors kids have I talked to, or people in general, they say, my dad was a quote, Christian, but he was tyrannical at home. Yeah. And you go, yeah, tyranny is not a gift of the spirit. <laughs> and so if you see that, you go, well, what was he doing wrong? And usually it's that, he came in, you know, with the Bible thumping it at my, well, yeah. the, the word of the Lord says, and that's, it just builds up, it's the weirdest thing. I mean, you you should think of the, the word of God crushes us and makes us repent. but. How often do we rebel against it? It's, it's, it's that kindness of the yeah, Lord that leads us to repentance, exactly. but yet consider yeah. goodness of severity of the Lord too. Yeah. It's that balancing the kindness of the Lord and the severity of the Lord, which requires spirit-led parenting. Yeah, And yeah. for goodness sake, as a pastor, you should really know how to do that because you've got to shepherd your people the same way.
1: But again, you can always, here, here's the thing about that. Again, you confront, you want to confront rebellion, but there are times when you don't know. Mm. And so you're asking, how do you know? Well, I could pray and I could get insight from the Lord. Eh, maybe. But here's—I always sort of defaulted to the fact that okay, let's just assume it's a stupid mistake, and let's just assume you're not in hardcore rebellion right now. And if I'm wrong, guess what? Rebellion will get worse. It will eventually manifest itself. So default right. Out of the to abundance this just, of the
0: heart. The mouth will eventually yeah. speak. Yeah. And,
1: and rebellion just re- produces rebellion. So. Better to default to let's just be kind. Let's just assume it's a stupid mistake. And if the kid is really just trying to play you, you'll find out soon enough. Mm -hmm. God will make it known. There will be some way he'll get caught. Uh, He'll make it. You'll know in your heart. His attitude will get so hard that you'll eventually figure it out. Um, God's God's more concerned about your kids than you are. And so I, I think the thing is we can be confident of this, he gave them to us. He expects us to give them back, but he's going to help us in that process. Mm-hmm. How, and, and we can only know what we know. And so he's going to reveal it. He knows the heart. And when we need to know, he'll let us know. Yeah. But, but go in with a default of, okay, I'm not going to try and crush this thing like it's hardcore rebellion. Go in with the default of, wow, we really goofed up, didn't we?
0: That, that's, an important, that's an important truth is that God wants your kids serving him even more than you want. Your yeah. kids serving God, and He knows what's really going on in the heart. Um, which is that I mean, that's a huge perspective to have because I mean, how how often do we say, "I brought you into this world"? By golly, I can take you out, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> it's right. Yeah. but it's realizing that they're above all, they're God's children. So, Lord, show me how to steward this well. Yeah, and if you are, I mean, if you are in a situation where your kids are running from God, what's the re- what do you do? Uh, well, well you've messed up. You recognize yeah.
1: I messed up. I drove them away. What, what's the response? That leads to the next thing I think is really important is that as parents, we need to be willing to apologize to our kids and mm. humble ourselves before them. Mm. You know, because, and we say, well, they'll lose respect for me. Uh, guess what? They'll gain respect for you. They already have lost respect for yeah. you. Yeah. That's right. Because the fact is, when you're apologizing, saying, I did something wrong, you're not telling them anything. They know it. Mm. they're already aware of it you know but the fact that you're modeling humility and modeling a willingness to repent and say i'm really sorry i really screwed up I, i lost my temper or i did whatever the fact that you're modeling that then makes it possible for them somewhere down the road it probably won't happen immediately yeah but somewhere down the road after they've kind of processed what happened and picked themselves up from passing out on the floor from shock that you actually apologized then it makes it easier for them to come back too. and and, and repent and, and apologize yeah, I mean,
0: and that is that is a promise we have in the word of God if you train up a, a, a child in the way they should go
1: yeah when he's old he'll not depart from it
0: thanks for listening please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice for more from Joel Malm visit joelmalm.com for more from Rick Malm visit rickmalm.com our podcast music was produced by Alex Burleson